Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. If you don't want to eat GMOs and pesticides in your storable food, choose organic, lab-tested, storable food solutions from the Health Ranger Store. We are the only emergency food manufacturer in the world that subjects each of our ingredients to rigorous laboratory testing that covers... All right, my fellow Americans, welcome back to the Sheriff Matt Show. I'm Sam Bushman, Operations Director of TSPOA.org. Become a member today. By the way, the posse's a little later today, too. You want to join that for sure. But to do so, you got to become a member. Direct interaction with the sheriffs and the folks in the incredible um, Sheriff's Posse. Coming up later today, CSPOA.org. Really quick, I want to take a little moment to talk about the Sheriff Mack Supreme Court case win against Bill Clinton years ago. It's the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered, as you know. But I really want to highlight something that Anthony Scalia uh, focused on. That is the dual sovereignty of the United States of America. Understand that you've got the general government, and then you've got the states. And remember, the states created the general government. So the general government does not, that's the tail, does not wag the dog, folks. The creation is not greater than the creator. So the states created the general government and gave them specific delegated and separated between the three branches of government authority. So they derive their direct their uh, authority from the consent of the governed, right? So they have limited authority defined in the Constitution. But then Scalia talked about the dual sovereignty and mentioned that the general government has no authority over the states whatsoever, except for the very limited scope defined and written down in the general contract with America. The reason that I point this out is elections, you know, we're going to have the general midterm elections and your state elections in one week, folks. And understand the general government wants to come in and they want to play, um, well, they're going to make sure that everything is right and honorable and good with elections. Do you trust the general government, the feds, the FBI, the Justice Department, the CIA and company to do that? I don't. So remember, there's dual sovereignty, according to Anthony Scalia in this greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered, highlighting that the states created the general government, not the other way around. And the general government has no authority with regards to elections in the given states. Remember that wise wisdom from Anthony Scalia and the Supreme Court win of Richard Mack and company over Bill Clinton uh, and Deep State. Last point, if you want to get a copy of the Supreme Court case, CSPOA.org, you can get a summary of that incredible decision with guidance that's more relevant today than even back in 97 when it was rendered. So remember, CSPOA.org. Sheriff Mack, welcome, sir. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sam. It's great to be with you. Uh, we have a barn burner uh, of a show today, uh, the last show before the miraculous, amazing election that will take place one week from today when we will find out if the deep state has continued the cheating and lying or if uh, they see that there's too much light shed on their uh, cheating tactics uh, and their subversive tactics uh, that will uh, put them on notice and, and kind of have a clean election. I, I, I will say this, Sam. A clean election, a secure election is impossible when they have sent out millions and millions of early votes. 
And there's no control over those. There's no control. There's no way to determine who is voting. It's also impossible when they arrest Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht, not because they were wrong on the facts. They documented that Chinese servers were used to store American voting data. They were mocked for that, but then the proof came out, and Mr. Eugene Yu got arrested. Well, now they're in court about it because the harassment from your general government to Greg and Catherine continues, and now Greg and Catherine got arrested right before the elections. That alone is election tampering because it makes you believe that somehow true the votes out in the weeds, but the government is telling the truth on elections. They're not, and they got caught. So now they're using this um, strange, well, you got to disclose everything you want to battle with journalists and battle with investigators uh, on names, right. and that's what's happened. But it makes you believe something different about the elections than you might going into them knowing the truth if they weren't continuing to tamper. But True the Vote created a statement that we need to read for your understanding. Sheriff? I have it right here, Sam, ready to go. This is from True the Vote and Catherine Engelbrecht, again, who are now sitting in jail uh, for as per some orders from a judge, already knowing that the main player in this subterfuge, uh, Professor Yu from Michigan, has been arrested by the uh, L.A. authorities, Los Angeles, uh, either the sheriff's and office. extradited. Oh, was he already extradited? Good. Well, yeah, and then he got released from what I think I understand. Okay, good. Uh, well, it's not but good. But, of course, he, Greg yeah. and Catherine He gets get released, released and, and Catherine and, and Greg don't. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. So, okay, so here it is. I, I'm going to read it directly from... Uh, Catherine uh, and her people that made sure that we got this this morning. True the Vote calls for the immediate release of founder Catherine Engelbrecht and contractor Greg Phillips. We as well, CSPOA also echoes that. Amen. Who were jailed for contempt today for refusing, that's yesterday, for refusing to deliver to Connick the name, and that's a company from Japan, the name of the third party who China. was present at the presentation of evidence of Connick's wrongdoing. This evidence was provided to the L.A. District Attorney's Office in their investigation of Connick, which resulted in the arrest of CEO Eugene Yu. True the vote, attorneys are expediting an appeal seeking to have Engelbrecht and Phillips released. Catherine Engelbrecht said, quote, Trust, honesty, and respect will always be our highest values regarding both our work and our lives. As a result, we will be held in jail until we agree to give up the name of a person we believe was not covered under the terms of the judge's TRO. TRO. Remind me, Sheriff Leaf, what TRO is. The right order? TRO. I don't know. We ask that you join. We ask that you keep us in your prayers. Thank you to those who continue supporting and believing in us and our mission to make elections safe for all parties and for all people. TRO means temporary restraining order, Sheriff. Yeah. So there you have uh, it. Incredible statement and tragic to say the least. Mr. Yu, we understand, is released 
<laughs> we also understand that Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrick cannot be released. They won't let them out on bail. Uh, this is a serious problem. The true the vote statement really tells the tale of where they're at. Why the arrest of Greg and those guys? Why not let them get out on bail at the least? Um, normally you do that when you say, hey, they might flee the country or somehow be a flight risk or whatever else. None of that would be the case. They're doing this for maximum impact right before the elections. I permanently I personally think it's election tampering, and it is a shame. But with us is sitting Barry County, Michigan, Sheriff Dar Leaf. Uh, BarryCounty.org uh, is what you need to understand. Uh, Sheriff Leaf, welcome to the Sheriff Mac Show. I'm glad to be here again. And it's Barry County, Michigan. There's a Barry County, Missouri, spelled the same thing, and I think it was the same postal worker. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so this all began in Michigan because that's where Mr. Yu uh, lives and, and, and was a professor, etc. Do you have any intel uh, into the conic situation that began in Michigan, Sheriff? I, I don't know what you mean by intel, but uh, I do find it kind of embarrassing that this is happening in our own backyard here in Michigan. And one of the most liberal counties in the country uh, did a case on him and found uh, with eight counts to go charge him with. And uh, I've been asking other agencies to look into it, and I don't know if they are or not. I'm not getting any response back. Wow. So, All right. Well, let's so, dovetail this into your election scandal that you're experiencing, election integrity discussions uh, from where you sit. Let's start there. Um, one week before the elections, where do we sit in terms of your investigation, and what does it play out, look like for the 8th of November in one week, sir? Well, I agree with Mac. Uh, one of the biggest problems we have is all this early voting. And uh, then they extended the time that they can count the absentee ballots by two days here in Michigan. Uh, that creates a couple problems. And one is usually you get volunteers to come on in and do these counts. And they take a day off from work. Now you're telling them they have to take two, three days off from work now to uh, just count uh, ballots at an election. Plus, if you go look at Pennsylvania, there was a guy who just got sentenced for, uh, I think it was three years, and he was in charge of their elections. And uh, I can't remember if it was Philadelphia, but it was a large city. And uh, anyways, what they were doing is they were sitting back, and they were waiting to see what the election results were all around them. Then they would figure out how many ballots they needed to bring in to mm -hmm. reach their goal. And yeah. uh and that sounded awful familiar all around the country, what the big cities were doing, sitting back, waiting. And uh, that's what it looks like anyways. It could be completely innocent. That's part of what we got to look into. Is there somebody pulling the strings like this guy down there in Pennsylvania? Or is it true that it's just harder to count these big cities? Uh, so anyways, the absentee ballots, the when you talk to most when you talk to most of our clerks around our area here, they do not like the absentee ballots the way they are now, where anybody can vote from home. There is a lack of chain of custody. And, uh, oh, oh, yeah. the uh, qualified voter files are really, really messed up all across the country. What do you think about the Justice yeah. Department and the FBI and others claiming, hey, we're going to go ahead and make sure that we monitor uh, and get involved in the elections on a local level? Um they say there's all kinds of general government uh, voting act laws and everything else that they got to make sure that are 
appropriately watched and cared for and everything else. But it's a ruse. It's the way for the feds to get involved in every elections locally. I don't trust it, Sheriff Leaf. <laughs> Uh, well, you got to understand that uh, 2020, uh, they had their shot and they blew it. And there is quite a few agents out there that are still really, really decent men, but uh, it's a leadership. Uh, I think we're having a huge, huge problem with the leadership shutting them down on the investigations that we're working on. And according to Catherine and Greg, that's what happened to them. They were working on this for 15 months with uh, an agency and, uh, or, I'm sorry, the FBI. And when they called D.C. and let them know what they had, D.C. shut them down. And uh, according to Catherine and Greg, they started targeting them. Yeah, they did. Sheriff? So so what about this, uh, Sheriff? Uh, your investigation, where does it stand? I know they were coming after you. Are you allowed to talk about any of that now? Uh, because to be honest with you, I'm surprised that you aren't with Catherine and Greg. <laughs> no, we're doing a legit investigation. And the problem well, I is, know, is, but who, the feds in your state don't care. Yeah, well, I, I can't argue that. But <laughs> anyways, uh, we even have our prosecutor uh, went up in front of a board of commissioners meeting, and this this violates a lot of the uh, um, the oath that they take, and they got a uh, policies they have to follow. It's about that thick. It's a policy book, and if you mm-hmm. uh, violate those, you could uh, be suspended, or you could even lose your license to practice law. And she challenged that anyways and went started speaking about an open investigation without talking to me first went right to the board of commissioners all the news media there or not all of our local news media there and of course it's recorded so now you got news media across the country have access to it and she started saying that we turned in three search warrants on uh, uh, tabulators and I forgot what all the equipment was on three different townships and she said there was no um Probable cause. And she stomps her foot and she says, zero probable cause. And, you know, it would have been nice for her to contact us, let us know if she was going to even make those statements or even right. reach on out to us. It's been probably three years since she's called my, me at my office. So what I do when I call her is uh, I'll try it with my phone. She never answers. Then I'll run over to my administrative assistant's phone. And I call and she goes, oh, hi. I'm not going to say her name over yeah. there here. Or I'll go down to Detective Bureau and call from there. Oh, hi, Detective so-and-so. And I go, no, this is a sheriff. And this is a game that's being played right now, even in my local government. And right. uh, then I had a uh, former NSA, uh, he was a cybersecurity director for many years there. And uh, he's an expert witness. He's you, you can't get any more expert than what he's gone through all the years. He's kept Russia and China and all the countries that don't like the United States out of our system. And... Uh, I had him here at my uh, in our classroom with a big screen TV hooked up, and he had a PowerPoint presentation to show our prosecutor, and she shut him down. She wouldn't listen to it, and she wanted to know how we got from point A to point B in our investigation, and I pointed at him, and because uh, <laughs> it was, and I didn't seek him out. He sought me out because we right. had something kind of odd that happened here in Berry County, and you know, yeah. that's the stuff that's going on. Can you arrest her? Well, I suppose, but again, who's going to do the prosecution on it? And that's the same thing. Uh, we had a uh, uh, bunch of guys wanted the uh, this health officer arrested for ordering masks on the kids and all this stuff. And uh, I had people saying, you go arrest her. And I said, it's not going to do any good. All this could do is open us up for civil liability or civil uh, action and because right. she's not going to go out and prosecute. And your point, Sheriff Leaf, is we have a three-branch government system. 
just because you might be the executive, look, there's the um, the judicial, the legislative, and the executive branches, even at the most local of levels at the county level. And that's really what you're pointing at is we need all systems to go for the uh, American uh, wonderful form of government uh, to operate properly. That's the whole point, right? Oh, absolutely. And we all got to be on the same page, and that has to be the Constitution. And I don't think it's that difficult. And when you have, uh, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it, but everybody watched it November 3rd through number, November 4th. The, uh, the conservatives were all leading and it happened even in some of these conservative, excuse me, in some of these liberal cities like uh, Kalamazoo, uh, had attorneys complaining to me about that they had the middle of the night flip and all of a sudden they went from conservatives winning to next day all the, uh, uh, more left-wing people won those elections and kind of like what happened in Brazil. Yeah. There's no yeah, question. Like it's of great country. concern. Before the uh, end of the time with Sheriff Dart Leaf uh, from Barry County, Michigan, ladies and gentlemen, I want to mention this. Sheriff Dart Leaf, a constitutional sheriff and peace officers uh, supporting and involved sheriff, was just accepted to the prestigious 2022 Claremont Institute Sheriff's Fellowship. Leaf was one of only 14 sheriffs that was accepted to attend. And just so you know, the mission of the Claremont Institute is to restore the principles of the American founding to their rightful, preeminent authority in our national life, ladies and gentlemen. This is a a huge, prestigious award. Congratulations, Sheriff. Congratulations, Sheriff. Yeah, thank you. I was a little embarrassed because they uh, invited me last year, and I missed the emails. Uh, This year, they not only emailed me, but they also called me to make sure I was going to make it. So I'm pretty honored that they took took those uh, extra lengths to get me in there. But sounds like a good time and going to learn quite a bit. Yeah, and you just got to tell them there's so much election fraud, it was so hard to pay attention to everything coming on through that you had to just uh, do the very best you could to hold down the fort, you know. Just let them know, Sheriff. They'll understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know they will. Yeah. Well, that, uh, all right. that's what pretty amazing. Uh, one other point ahead, there, Sam. Uh, Sheriff Leaf has also been – uh, I believe it was 2016, 17, maybe even 15. Sheriff Leaf was the Sheriff of the Year for the National CSPOA. Um, do you remember what year, Sheriff Leaf? Oh, absolutely. 2016, yeah. 2016. Okay. okay I was close. Uh, and uh, he is also, by his own choice, a life member of the CSPOA. And we would like to encourage all citizens to become members of this organization that Sheriff Leaf deemed important enough to become a life member of. We beseech all of you to follow his example. Uh, it's it, This is a citizen organization. It, it sounds like a law enforcement organization. It's by, for, and of the people. So, Sheriff Leaf, congratulations to you. You deserve every bit of it. I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing. I'm glad that you're not uh, in jail, but these people, and, and you said that there's some good people in the FBI. I have changed my tune about that. I don't believe there is because they would be speaking out and these good people, and I know they're decent individuals. I know some people, I've had family in the FBI, but I will tell you 99% of them will just do what they're told and they, yeah. they will not speak out. If if we had honorable people in the FBI, they would be speaking out. They would be whistleblowers. They would be saying, I am not working for this 
organization uh, that is so corrupt. The FBI and is to the few universally corrupt. And to the few that are speaking out and blowing the whistle, they're getting absolutely destroyed. But I commend them for their stance, nevertheless, Sheriff Leaf. Amen. Oh, absolutely. That's the that's what they do. You speak on out about the uh, right versus wrong, and they do everything they can to destroy you. Been there. Amen. All right. What can we do uh, between now and November 8th to do our best to ensure honest elections? I don't know if sheriffs can deputize citizens to be the vote watchers. Uh, I, I, what, what's the best thing that we the people can be doing to try to create integrity here? We feel like our hands are tied. We feel disenfranchised. Sheriff Leaf, what do you recommend we do? Well, there's a disconnect between law enforcement and the elections. And there's uh, when I started looking into these election laws, there, it's a public act of, uh, I think it was 1954 or 51, something like that here in Michigan. And we never studied that. They left that all to the clerks, but there's stuff in there that needs to be enforced and they don't teach it and they're still not teaching it. And, uh, like <clears throat> when you're a poll watcher and you got the, uh, one party going out and blocking your view so you can't see the ballots going in there. Well, that's a crime, folks. That needs to be dealt with. Uh, we just, our, our uh, Secretary of State just lost another court case where she had all these rules out that things you can't do inside the uh, uh, polling areas. And uh, a bunch of attorneys sued her, and uh, she lost again in court. And uh, she's trying to break the law, telling you you couldn't bring anything in there to document the violations. You couldn't bring in a, uh, a recorder. You couldn't bring in an audio or video recorder to show the well, evidence. All crooks, and, all crooks want to say that. Sheriff Leaf, they all want to say, you oh, can't absolutely. look at me. You can't watch me. You can't discover the evidence that we're uh, doing something wrong. Man, they've got a monopoly on crooked elections. <laughs> yes, that is a fact. Uh, Christina Caramo, she's the one running against uh, Benson here in Michigan. And she pointed out that the qualified, <clears throat> excuse me, qualified voter file is so messed up that uh, a dead dog named i think it was ruby or ruth or something like that got an apple or excuse me got a ballot to vote and you know just things like that because the qualified voter file should be kept at the local not at the state level and uh, now they've got it in this organization called eric which is electronic registration information center and uh, and that was a george soros funded until he got all the contracts with these states multi-million dollar contracts their job is to maintain the vote qualified voter files and the information that's going into Eric. They're not sharing with us. What, what, what's going into, what are you giving Eric? So now you go, look, I got like 5,400 people in my County who their voting history is all messed up. So how do you fix we're all flat out, We're flat out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, Darleaf Sheriff, thank you so much. God bless you. And our prayers are with you, my friend. Thanks. Right, thank you. Sheriff Lee. Thank you so very much. The Sheriff Every Sheriff Pat should be like Sheriff Reed. seconds, ladies and gentlemen. CSPOA.org. If you don't want to eat GMOs and pesticides in your storable food, choose organic, lab-tested, storable food solutions from the Health Ranger Store. We are the only emergency food manufacturer in the world that subjects each of our ingredients to rigorous laboratory testing that covers herbicides, heavy metals, aflatoxins, identity testing, and bacteria tests, including E. coli, salmonella, yeast, and mold. At HealthRangerStore.com, you'll find certified organic, lab-tested, freeze-dried fruits, microalgae superfoods, protein powders, and supplements. 
We offer emergency first aid colloidal silver products made with Texas rainwater. And our Ranger buckets feature an impressive assortment of organic storable food items professionally vacuum sealed in heavy-duty bags that are stacked in rugged buckets for long-term storage. Check out our preparedness foods, supplements, personal care, and emergency first aid products at healthrangerstore.com. The Cali Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Cali Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Cali Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Cali Key. The Cali Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at CaliKey.com with free shipping. SAT123.com, they have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones. We've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400-watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because, of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts. And the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently. But it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals. Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com says, 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars, in a private depository, under your name, and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit com today. My dear fellow Americans, there's never enough time on the Sheriff Mack Show. Our next guest is named Phil Lyman, pardoned by Donald. Thank heavens for that. We're talking about he's in the Republican Party. He's a member of the Utah House of Representatives representing District 73, but for redistricting, he's now running to be elected in District 69. But ladies and gentlemen, has he got information on election fraud like you wouldn't believe? Uh, it continues and escalates in Utah is the point we had on Sophie. Uh, and Jen from TwoRedPills.org before, they mentioned that Utah is one of the most corrupt states in the nation, and Phil Lyman's here to prove it. Welcome, Phil. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sheriff. It's good to see good you. Morning, Paul, good morning, Phil. Good to have you back on. with us. Yeah, so Thanks. good to be on. Appreciate everything you're doing. 
All right, let's break this down. It's a very complicated subject because you, uh, in the southeast corner of Utah, uh, you have it's the Four Corners area, but you really have all kinds of issues because there's Indian reservations there, which are uh, somewhat quasi countries into themselves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we've now discovered a literal vote fraud, even in the most rural of areas in the state of Utah. Phil, yeah, well, I mean, it is a it's a gorgeous part of the country. Uh, you know, the, the districts are done by population, so I have this huge geographic area because the population is kind of small. I've got six counties. Uh, uh, four of the five national parks are in my district. Uh, more importantly, we've got tons of uh, mineral property in, in my district, all underneath federal land. And I think that is I think that gets to the crux of uh, what's going on here with environmental groups trying to um, shut down production. They're all funded by Russian money and uh and they're willing to incarcerate people and prosecute local sheriffs our sheriff was prosecuted here in san juan county i was prosecuted and incarcerated uh you know they they're playing it they're playing for for keeps on our on our production on our country and so it's i mean the vote the election uh steal is is probably the easiest part of what they're trying to accomplish and it makes total sense that they would come in and and do it, but yeah, in, in my district, it's it's just a, it's a, there's just a lot of land, a lot of. Property. So you're a state, you're a state representative from that area, correct? Yeah, so I'm in the Utah House of Representatives. Right. Okay. Want to make that clear? And because of so, redistricting, yeah, so he's, he's running for a different district that he's currently elected. So in. why did they? But the why did they this is a national why issue. Why did they go after the sheriff? Hold on. This is a, a national issue because of the land that's at stake. Joe Biden and crew are continuing to increase government control over land, and that's at the crux of the fraud, right, Phil? Yeah, yeah. I'm San Juan County is where I'm from. I was county commissioner. Uh, San Juan County is home of the Bears Ears National Monument, and that Bears Ears National Monument is, uh, is I mean, it's nothing but a land grab. And uh, same, same as the Grand Staircase National Monument, the two are kind of back-to-back, and if you go and you read uh, Dick Durbin's uh, Red Rock Wilderness Bill, they're looking for 9 million acres of, of wilderness out here. And it just so happens that it sits on top of uh, some really mineral-rich uh, property. And, and it is funded. Right. If, you, if you look at Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance is a major player uh, here and in Utah and in Washington, D.C., and they're funded by Russian and Russian money and Swedish money and um, – it's just, uh, it's just, it's the deep state at its at its very worst. And all you have to do is pull back a couple of layers, and and there it is. And then they try to gaslight people into, um, you know, saying that everything's okay. And with our elections, you know, Utah, we've got billboards up and down I-15 saying how perfect our elections are. And it's kind of like, you know, the yeah. the, the the beatings will continue until morality improves. And you know, if you if you disagree, <laughs> I, I was I was shocked this morning to. You hear that Greg and Catherine were arrested, but I mean that's that's what that's what this is coming to. People are saying, you know, you're spreading misinformation and disinformation, and it's dangerous, and and you should be incarcerated. Yet the misinformation, what, what, and happened, disinformation, what happened when they arrested you, and how did they go after you and your sheriff? For what? Yeah, so so um, it was two separate incidents. They they came after me in 2014. It was over a protest that we did here locally on on a trail that had been illegally closed and been closed. Uh, and I mean, it's a long, it's a long story. Oh, yeah, and your, sheriff, sheriff, and your sheriff made a deal with them to not arrest anybody. And then they arrested you. 
Yeah, I don't know if he made Correct. a deal. Maybe maybe he did. Um, I mean, we were on a county road. There was no laws broken. So, you know, right. that's one of the hallmarks of our society is you can do stuff that's not illegal without fear of prosecution, um, which is no well, longer who the arrested case. you? Who arrested you and what was the charge? So it was six months after the event that I got a, a phone call from the Salt Lake Tribune, of course, saying, how do you feel about being charged federally uh, for conspiracy? And I said, oh, I'll have to get back to you. Um, <laughs> So it was 10 days, 10 days from the time I got that phone call until I got something in the mail saying that the U.S. Attorney's Office was prosecuting me. And I thanked them. I said, I, you know, thank you for sending me a letter and not raiding my home like you did my neighbor's house in 2009 with 26 right. people who were raided by 300 federal agents in this tiny little town. It's all just been a big show. And Sheriff, I know you're familiar with that whole thing. So the saga of this is just, it just goes on and on and, uh, yeah, so they so I got that call, showed up to federal court thinking, and I told my wife, I said, hey, when we get into federal court, uh, you know, at least we can get the truth out. Little did I know that yeah. um, in federal court, it uh, makes no difference that you're innocent. You know, that, that doesn't factor into it at all. They're going for a prosecution. And whatever the media had done with their lies was magnified 10 times in that courtroom. And I was just astonished. Right. I was astonished at the legal system. John Huber, our, our U.S. attorney here that was then hired to, to investigate Trump and, uh, and actually to investigate the FBI and did nothing. I mean, it's just, it just goes on and on. It's, it's so corrupt and so bad. Well, election fraud Beyond continues and escalates in the great state of Utah. Let's talk about how you discovered they got way too many, um, ballots, way too many voters, uh, for the area. We're, we're discovering that too, right? Well, yeah. So, so interesting thing here in San Juan County, we're about 14,000 people. And, uh, in 2017, I get a call again from the Salt Lake Tribune saying, how do you feel about San Juan County being named as the fastest growing county in the United States? And I said, well, it's not true. That's, that's, that's fake news. I don't know what the, what, why, but. So they're saying that we went from 14,000 to close to 17,000 people in 2017. Well, we come to find out it's because in advance of the 2018 election, you've got this group, Rural Utah Project, out registering voters. And they, I think I sent you a clip on, on the email. It says that they, they were bragging that they registered 1,600 new voters in San Juan County. Well, I did the math on it. If they registered everybody that wasn't already a registered Democrat, they could have gotten up to maybe 1,200. And so they're saying they registered 1,600. And I think the Census Bureau took those registrations, extrapolated the data, and said, wow, San Juan County is the fastest growing county in the, in the nation based on new voter <laughs> registration. So, and then in 2020, yeah. they come out and they say, not only did it not grow, it shrunk in the last 10 years. So it was a, it was a swing of 2,600 people from what they said we had in 20, at the end of 2017 to where we are, we're at in 2020. So whatever's going on there, uh, it's corrupt. Yeah. It's bad. Well, That's and now really with weird. Utah being an Eric state, um, yeah. Phil, that really to me is kind of the uh, way they get this done uh, out of public view where you and I can't do FOIA requests or anything else to validate the data, right? Yeah. Uh, Sam, we're not just an Eric state. We are one of the – founding chapter states for, for Eric. Uh, yeah, our, rip our, us, huh? Yeah, you know, and, and Ricky Hatch, the, the chief clerk in the state, kind of over the association, is just so proud of being, you know, invited back to 
Chicago and DC and wherever to, to meet with these people and, and plot out, you know, the, the takeover of the government. I mean, David Becker, uh, who was key in forming Eric, you know, he was on a live show yesterday with our Lieutenant Governor and talking, and, I, and I'm thinking this, do they know who David Becker is? Do they know what his agenda is? It's not like he's a neutral, you know, political entity just trying to help elections. He's, he's part of the, you know, the steel and I don't know, but yes, we're, we're part of Eric and it's corrupt. What Sorry, do I'm do talking way too much, this? you guys. No, you're doing great, Phil. What do we do about this? Because you know what? Eric is really the backbone of the steel. I've been, I interviewed uh, Tom DeWeese yesterday, AmericanPolicy.org, and all of his evidence shows that, you know what? Every source leads to Eric. Every rock overturned has Eric beneath it. Eric is a membership organization uh, that has been supposedly created to maintain voter rolls, but it turns out, really, it's a massive data-gathering operation outside of scrutiny and millions of inactive, phantom, uh, illegal aliens, dead people <laughs> appear on these member Mom's. data rolls, and it literally relates to vote fraud big time, and it's provable, except for all the records are deep six, and you can't get at any of them as long as we belong with Eric, Phil. Yeah. So I'm a legislator, and I have um, access to voter rolls, supposedly. So when I ask for the voter yeah, rolls... states are required I, by law to maintain their own voter rolls, but they've criminally right. turned it over to Eric, right? Right. And, 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 and you can keep some things private in voter rolls, you know, there, there's, there's private and withheld information. Okay. But legislators are entitled to that. So I request it and I get a response back. No, I don't feel comfortable giving you this. The attorneys at the state said, well, that's funny that that um, the lieutenant governor used the words that she doesn't feel comfortable. Her comfort has nothing to do with it. You're entitled to these. Well, we get in and do this this grammar request. We find out that Eric has a clause in their contract that says, if legislators or anybody requests voter rolls, deny them that, make them basically make them sue you in court. So uh, they're not saying, no, you're not entitled. They're saying, well, sue us. Uh, and that's coming not from the state policy, that's coming from the contract that the state signed with Eric and that says that we will not give uh, the voter rolls to a legislator. And I'm not interested in looking at people's names and birthdays and addresses. I'm, I'm interested in doing this statistical analysis. I'm a CPA. That's what I do. I, I, I crunch numbers. And I'm interested in doing this statistical analysis. Um, in, Salt Lake, in Salt Lake County, there's 798 precincts. I found about 20 of them that were over 100% uh, turnout, several of them that were up to 200 or 300% turnout, which, and I showed that to uh, uh, the voters, some people that was me, and they said, how is that even possible? And I said, that's the right question. I don't know the answer. There might be a perfectly logical answer, but you can't have 300% turnout from a precinct unless either the voter rolls are wrong or the or the ballots of, you know, the, the there was some ballot stuffing going on. And I think it's the latter. Well, is, is, okay. So let's make sure everyone understands. Eric, election registration information center, correct? And it is a private company that the state of Utah and other states have contracted with to keep tabs and to keep a, a huge, just like their name, huge registration of supposedly all voters and it's private now. They can control it. You can't have it. You're a legislator. 
but you can't have it because they said so. And FOIA, as Sam put it, pointed out, Freedom of Information Acts don't apply to them because they're a private company. Wow, they've got it all sewed up. Nice. Right, right. And in response, um, instead of the state looking into that in Utah, we're spending millions of dollars on billboards uh, telling people that our elections are perfectly safe and secure and, and then um, yes. doing surveys, you know, oh, 89 percent of Utahns believe that their their election is going to be fair this year. And that's up 8 percent from the beginning of the year. It really is just this massive Boy, that media brainwashing campaign. and propaganda really work, don't they, Phil? Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it, let's it, it, be very clear. Eric was started in 2012 using George Soros funds donated through Pew Charitable Trust. It was conceived and organized by a highly unethical leftist named David Becker, as Phil wisely pointed out, who has spent a lifetime trying to defeat the conservative agenda in the United States. Um, Believe it or not, today, 33 states of the District of Columbia are Eric members to date. Sheriff Mack. Sam, I have to go back to what Phil was saying. It is so utterly corrupt. And if you question it, they go after you. And they'll go after you with intimidation from other public officials, from billboards put all over the state on I-15, and they will go have the media go after you because they own them as well. Phil, uh, how have you been treated by Utah and also by the media? Well, I'm not a middle-of-the-road kind of a person, so so I, no. I find in my district, thank goodness, you know, I live in southern Utah where where, where people work for a living and uh, and still kind of have their values and their religion and their, their families and those things are most important. And somehow, uh, I guess fortunately or unfortunately for me, they, they like somebody who was willing to stand up to to the federal government and to the Bureau of Land Management and to the corruption that goes on there. So, you know, being up for election this year, I am. Yeah. Every two years. So, so yeah, I'm running, I'm running now. And and my district didn't really change. They just, they just changed the numbers. So 90% of my district is the same. I just lost a couple. How's your election looking? Is it, do you have an opponent? I do. Yeah. I have an opponent who was sponsored by Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. Uh, She's she's a woman that they that they stood up and uh, and and I'm, and I'm not saying that, that there's anything wrong with her, but her backers are snakes and uh, and and yeah. and I think uh, I think people will recognize that. Uh, Grand County is where Moab, Utah is. It's just north of me. It's in my right. district now, and it's the home of Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. And there was a big slew of emails that were recently discovered there that uh, that really shine the light on the collusion and the corruption, uh, the way these people are trying to take down county governments. And their their focus is the sheriffs, the county governments. Uh, being a county commissioner, I take that really personally. And, and they go after people. Like you said, they go after them. They Phil? try to destroy their lives, their families, everything else. Phil, is your sheriff yeah. willing to stand up? Uh, uh so we're, we're getting a new sheriff right now, uh, a new election that the former sheriff isn't running. Um, we had Sheriff Eldridge uh, a few years back, and Sheriff Eldridge was awesome. Uh, um, I think he's a friend of, of Sheriff Max. Um, the sheriff in the interim, I think, he's, has just been kind of in the interim. He's a good man, but no, he's, I think, 
looking for a kind of a retirement move by going into the sheriff's office. And we've got some good That's candidates coming to up. Tell. All right. When it comes to uh, Eric, one thing to note, ladies and gentlemen, is Louisiana uh, got out of Eric. Louisiana resigned as of July 15th, 2022, thanks to citizen activists. That's what we need to do in our state and all around across the country, Phil. Right, right. And I think it's important, you know, with with Eric, uh, that's one organization, but the Center for Election Innovation and Research, that's David Becker's new organization. Zuckerberg Money Funded, uh, they, they just created last year the uh, Election Officers Legal Defense Network uh, through another $170 million at that. I don't maybe that's paying for the billboards. I don't know, but uh, it's not defending <laughs> clerks. Clerks are not being attacked. The, uh, the people that are being attacked are the ones who dare to do a little bit of math and say, hey, these numbers don't add up, and, and they go after them. So, so yeah, David Becker, that whole financial network funded by the, you know, the Arabella Fund and the Pew Charitable Trust and Soros Money, I mean, all you have to do is, is do a little bit of research and you find out this is not an American-led election integrity effort. This is a foreign money-driven uh, effort to, to take, a, take over, you know, important seats in, in Congress and in counties all across all across the country. It just gets bigger and worse every day on this. It never ceases to amaze me, again, the utter corruption that is behind all of this. Uh, you know, and it it's astonishing. And, and Phil, I have to tell you, thank you for standing. Uh, what would it take for you and other legislators to pass a bill in the state of Utah uh, and say, let's get out of Eric, just like Louisiana did. Um, it wouldn't take much, I guess, to pass a bill. You would, you would think a little bit of public pressure on the uh, Lieutenant governor's office would, would, would yeah. get that done quicker. Um, you know, I passed, I, I, I ran some election bills last year with other legislators that, that had some success, but the one thing that they would not do is allow an independent third party to look at to look at data, to to do a tabulation review, and basically take the voter rolls and look at them. That's that's the that's the sacred cow. And as an auditor, if I go to a business and they say you can look at everything except this one this one account, that's the first account you want right. to look at, and that's where we're at. So I think you know you hit the nail on the head, uh, sheriff and, and Sam. That you know this, the, the election the, the rolls are are key, and Eric is uh, Eric is really defensive. So. Getting rid of getting rid of Eric would be a, a huge a huge move. Maybe we should do a bill. To Amen to that. Just Ladies and gentlemen, well, have yeah. you ever read the banality of evil? Hannah Arendt wrote it. It basically says that we normalize evil, and then we don't really realize how evil it really is. Ladies and gentlemen, oh remember, remember, it's all about God, family, and country. That's where we need to turn to for solutions, uh, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, yeah, it really is, uh, and and it's going to take people, uh, I guess, to say no other way. It's going to take public officials repenting and and turning back to those basic fundamental principles upon which America was founded. We have got to so many. The politicians are, if we can just move forward, well, we keep moving forward, and it's further and further away from our constitution and our godly heritage. And the answer is not forward. The answer is behind us. 
It's at Independence Hall. It's in the foundation of America. And that's what I plead with everyone. I guess we just need to go and have some really big, huge rallies in Utah and get the the legislature to wake up and get us out of Eric, but also get us out of corrupt politicians and, and corrupt politics. And that's going to be a big pill to swallow. Remember, to understand the damage that Eric does, ladies and gentlemen, you must know that the very construct of Eric is designed for fraud and data gathering slash yes. manipulation, not poll maintenance, not uh, um, voter rolls. Their goal is to bloat the voter rolls, to commit fraud. Member states must turn in all data from their voter rolls, both old and new as well as all records from motor vehicle registrations and every other public service agency in the state to Eric. And then Eric controls all data. The very idea that, that politicians are going to turn this over to this third party is criminal. Phil Lyman, we pray you're elected in a week, sir. God bless you and all that you do. TwoRedPills.org is where you can learn more on the incredible corruption in the great state of Utah. For Sheriff Mack and Sam Bushman, CSPOA.org. Thanks for watching on Brighteon.tv. And God bless America. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Emin Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, Richard Mack, on your radio, both hours on TV as well, with two incredible guests, Sheriff Darleaf, sitting sheriff 
in Barry County, Michigan, and Phil Lyman from the great state of Utah, currently elected as a House representative, both pointing to the fact that there's incredible election fraud. The government tries to pretend there's no fraud. The mainstream press tries to pretend we have no evidence. And my response is, why is Eugene Yu uh, arrested then? And why did we prove that there was American election data on communist Chinese servers accessible to the Communist Chinese Party? And then why did they arrest Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrick because they won't turn over their sources? What about journalistic integrity? You see, the government is as corrupt to the eyeballs as you can get in this, Sheriff. And the more we dig, the more evidence there is to prove this. But you know what? They claim we're election deniers. They're election deniers. They're the ones denying the truth on these elections and the fact that people have been arrested. Uh, you got Heritage Foundation who has, I mean, a whole database of criminal activity regarding elections with prosecutions and more. And they claim we have no evidence, Sheriff. What do we do when they just lie like this? Well, it is the great lie. And that's kind of funny. Uh, they accuse it, uh, us, you, me, uh, the, the right side that wants just to know the truth. They accuse us everything they accuse us of, that big lie, the election deniers, you know, they are actually doing it. Uh, and Rick Scott was on with somebody on CNN. So well, then why do these Republicans keep saying that? He, he said, oh, you mean Hillary and Stacey Abrams? Uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, because it, it's such a farce, Sam, but it proves and they know, Sam, just like we said with Phil Lyman. What what a couple of great guests we had this morning. Oh, my goodness. Amen yes, to that. Phil Lyman, uh, Phil Lyman is flat out said, you know. It's the utter corruption, and they, they know, Sam, that propaganda and brainwashing works. Uh, sad they but true. All right, on the Two Pills website, tworedpills.org, I want to let you know there's some a, cup, a couple of things there that are incredible. They say this. Um, let's see. Let me find this here. Sorry. Uh, there's two, th- three things I want you to know about that are there. Help us spread truth about what's really happening in America, they say. They also say red flags, exposing corruption and collusion. Then they have an incredible video on tworedpills.org. Smackdown is what it says. Smackdown, Sheriff Mack on Utah's corruption. Check it out at tworedpills.org. Also get involved with us. Become a member at cspoa.org. The good sheriff and I, hour one of the can, hour two coming up in seconds with an incredible guest from Texas. God save the Republic, ladies and gentlemen, of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for November 1st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, using the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution of the United States of America, the supreme law of the land, using the checks and balances our founding fathers put in place. That is still a great solution at our fingertips. 
rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple of quick housekeeping chores uh, before we continue here. Our listener, Jason, emailed us and said, you know what, Liberty Roundtable Live is a blessing. You and your staff put out the most timely, truthful, worthwhile news of anyone else in the business by far. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate that, sir. We're doing the very best we can. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we also need to highlight this for you about Eric. Eric is the electronic whatever registration system. It's totally bogus. They're in 33 states. They're in Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, uh, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, uh, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. The good news is they got rid of it in Louisiana, ladies and gentlemen. But understand, you have to turn everything over to Eric. All the voter rolls, all the vehicle voter registration, and everything else. Eric then takes all of these lists and adds USP da- USPS data and Social Security records from the state, folks. And believe it or not, then they keep track of so many things it's not funny. They add the Social Security records from the state, and all of this information on every person living in each state is stored in Eric's, quote, massive artificial intelligence system, whether you are a voter or not, whether you are a citizen or not, your name, your personal information and data, it's all stored with Eric. We need to get rid of Eric immediately, folks. And by the way, Tom DeWeese over at AmericanPolicy.org and others can help you jettison your Eric contract. Now, we need to read a quick statement from Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips over at True the Vote. Sheriff Matt, can you pull that up and do that real quick, and then we'll introduce our guest. Okay, I sure will, Sam. Thank you. Okay, here we go. True the Vote calls for the immediate release of founder Catherine Engelbrecht and contractor Greg Phillips, who were jailed for contempt today, talking about yesterday, for refusing to deliver to Conic, which is a company out of uh, owned by uh, China, Uh, The name of the third party who was present at a presentation of evidence of Connick's wrongdoing. This evidence was provided to the L.A. District Attorney's Office in their investigation of Connick, which resulted in the arrest of CEO Eugene Yu, spelled Y-U. Through the vote, attorneys are expediting an appeal seeking to have Engelbrecht and Phillips released. And by the way, CSPOA echoes that request. They should not be in jail. This is a quote now from Catherine Engelbrecht. Trust, honesty, and respect will always be our highest values regarding both our work and our lives. As a result, we will be held in jail until we agree to give up the name of a person we believe to 
uh, sorry, we believe was not covered under the terms of the judge's TRO. We ask that you keep in, keep us in your prayers. Thank you to those who continue supporting and believing in us and our mission to make elections safe for all parties and for all people. Wow. There you have wow. it, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And our prayers uh, are with Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg. Uh, I submit to you that they should not release this information uh, to the judge. Uh, this is intimidation at the highest order. They have the right to keep their sources uh, uh, to themselves. Uh, really, what's at issue is this corruption and criminal activity that Mr. Yu and others were involved in. Uh, and I don't understand... Why they claim? Why they claim that this relates to Catherine and Greg, though? But anyway, TRO, just so everybody knows, relates to temporary restraining order. Just so you know. So this is where they're basically forcing them to go to jail. They're forcing them to talk, violating the Fourth and Fifth Amendments, et cetera, et cetera. There's a serious problem here, Sheriff. And right before the election, I submit that it's more election fraud. It's uh, it's certainly. Uh, a way to tell Catherine and Greg to shut up and and mind your own business. That's what this really is. However, Sam, if the L.A. County attorney was in uh, in his office was investigating Connick and Eugene Yu, who has now been arrested, who Catherine Engelbrecht herself and Greg told you and me in Las Vegas on July 12th and 13th in a private meeting that Connick was the one company behind a lot of the uh, election fraud and that she even mentioned eugene Yu at that meeting and now and now he has been arrested lawfully by uh the los angeles county prosecutor and so my question if he's not the one requesting that name then the judge is way out of line he's out of line anyway but if the if the uh, attorney who's made this arrest and has done the investigation is not making that request, then why is the judge worried about it? Well, it says in the press release, Greg and Catherine already gave it to the prosecutor in L.A. Well, then, then the judge, his deal is with the attorney, with the prosecuting attorney. I understand that the lawyers for you are going to want to have that information. And sooner or later, when this goes to trial, that will be decided. But it's not for the judge to make a decision on that right now. It's not his deal. You do not have to divulge uh, witnesses, especially when you've already promised them that. What, what's the judge going to do? Take the name and make it public and then and put, put this guy in danger? That's the problem. This guy's life could be in danger. Yes. No. Not making sense, judge. So, uh, uh, obviously, this is aimed at Catherine and Greg. Eugene, you, has he been released? I think the answer is yes. Uh, he <laughs> yeah, was, the cook uh, is released. Uh, arrested. <laughs> now, and now uh, Greg and Catherine can't get out of jail. They won't let him go. Well, what do you say to that, Richard? Well, uh, it, it, that, that's what I was just commenting about the irony and the hypocrisy and the corruption of that right there the suspect has been released the people who provided the information to put him there or help provide the information are now in jail that, that, that's now, it turns out so mr you 
documentation is showing now Mr. Hughes is a a spy and the FBI knows it. So part of the problem is when Greg and Catherine went to the FBI, the FBI pretended they were concerned and gathered all the information from Catherine and Greg. The FBI knew this guy was a spy the whole time, and literally the FBI did nothing about it and now turned against Catherine and Greg, and the judge right now is here to double down on that claim. That alone yeah, is because crazy. Then, All right. because they're because they're supporting the 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 attack against the big lie and those freaks and racists and bigots who believe that there was uh, election fraud in 2020. All Obviously, right. I want to get fraud and corruption are continuing. I want to get our guest Weston Martinez involved in this. He's an arbitrator and a government affairs strategist. He is concerned as as much as we are about election fraud. His website is called VoterFBI.org. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live once again, sir. Hey, man, good to see you guys. I'm glad to be amongst friends, and uh, I'm thankful that we fight for the Constitution because Lord knows we need more people doing that. And thank uh, Sheriff Mack and CSPOA and what you guys do to help educate those sheriffs on their constitutional authority. You know, commenting about Catherine Engelbrecht, I think we all. I think a lot of people saw the movie L.A. Confidential, Sheriff Mack, and um, <laughs> so yeah. for uh, so for something like this to happen out of L.A., I don't know that we're shocked with as much theater as goes on over there. I mean, the sheer fact that that the CEO, that's the spy, was not told that the information was not requested by the judge of who the third person was, that to me is the biggest hypocrisy there. You know, you you already had the guy detained. You could have got him to tell you who the third person was, or who they purported that the third person was. Right. But yes, they chose But I have a question. Why do we even need to know about this other person that was whatever? And and Look, is there data stored on communist Chinese servers accessible to the Communist Party? We claimed it was true. Now they've doubled down and proved it's true. Um, You know, why do we need to um, find the source for Catherine, find the source for Greg, what difference does that really make? Either the facts are true or they're not, regardless of the source. And what are they going to do with that source information uh, e- either way? What they're trying to do is frame Greg and Catherine, as far as I can tell, and pin a crime on them, too, so they go down. And then they, the whole election integrity discussion will be uh, tainted or in question uh, over this. That's kind of what their goal is because they know, you know what, this bird has wings. We'll talk about that with Weston Martinez and Sheriff Richard Mack in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. 
Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Weston Martinez, our guest. Election fraud continues, no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. This Catherine Engelbrecht issue with Greg Phillips is hot, baby. Uh, we're with Weston Martinez, voterfbi.org, and Sheriff Richard Mack. And I said right before the pause, look, the reason they want to arrest Catherine and, and Greg and not let them go, the reason they want to force them to uh, give this name, what they're trying to do is frame and entrap Greg and Maybe they made a misstep. They're gonna, they're gonna drag them through the mud. Find out where a misstep was. They want to taint this whole claim of election fraud. Yeah, you got arrested, but so what? Greg and Catherine are the real criminals. They're the ones that are election deniers, and they're trying to paint this whole narrative. Um, we've got to stand up for the truth, Weston. Absolutely, and you know what? This is this is nothing more than suppression and public oppression at the highest forms. When you have a government agency, whether it's a judge or a three-letter agency that's out there um, carrying on Gestapo-style tactics where they're taking the people that are reporting crime and turning them into alleged criminals, we know that, uh, that something is absolutely wrong. And this is more reason why each one of you, the people that are listening here today, it's more reason for you to get engaged and recognize they want you to believe that you're outnumbered and outgunned. But I would tell you, we've been that way in this country before, and we've always wound up on top. Roger that. Sheriff Mack? Amen. Uh, and Weston did say something, you know, to be here with friends. Weston and I are good friends, and we've met, and I really appreciate his dedication to America and to Texas and to the truth. And uh, what he just said was absolutely true. Uh, we have a Gestapo working in America. I have said this before, Weston. I don't know if I told it to you personally when I was there, met with you, but it uh, goes without saying, but I'm going to say it again. The greatest threat to our God-given constitutional American liberty is our own federal government. And the FBI is part of that. And, and I, as I was telling uh, Phil Lyman before we got going here and Darleaf, uh, Sheriff Darleaf from Berry County, Michigan, who has been doing his own election fraud investigation for about two and a half years now, um, 
it, it is just this. The FBI has some good people that work for them, but I question them too. Why are you not speaking out? Why do you still work for an FBI that is a political hit team uh, going after people uh, like Catherine and Greg? They went after them when they first when Catherine and Greg first reported this to the FBI. They were so naive thinking that the evidence they had amassed should be investigated by uh, a, a law enforcement, a reputable law enforcement agency. They went to them. What did they do with it? They attacked and went after the people who reported it. They went after Greg Engelbrecht through the vote, uh, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht, and they went after them. Same thing with, with so many people who have brought this forward, sheriffs who have tried to do something about this, CSPOA who's tried to do something about this, Weston Martinez, uh, Liberty Roundtable. It's one attack after another towards the people who are trying to just simply say, we want to know the truth. It is amazing. It but is. Thank you so much for being on. Well, absolutely. And I'm thankful for you guys. And I'm so glad I got to reconnect with you, uh, you know, just re- you know, here in the last year and a half, two years. And, um, you know, I know you got a lot of good listeners and I've shared this with a bunch of uh, people that are listening today. that might be uh, new listeners to the program. Go in and join uh, CSPOA and become a member you don't have to be in law enforcement to be a supporting member so um you know follow sam's show liberty roundtable they do a lot of information so cspoa.org ladies and gentlemen to get that done now i want to talk to weston martinez about a couple of different things that he's working on Uh, weston really has made a difference over at voterfbi.org check that out but weston there's so many ways they cheat we've caught them at it from the uh, 2000 mules to the evidence of data stored on communist Chinese servers, the FBI going after Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbeck, proving the FBI is in bed with the Communist Party and the Chinese, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. That's one election fraud issue, the FBI being involved in suppressing information on Joe and Hunter, promoting false information on Donald Trump, another way they committed vote fraud, forcing the media to be in bed with them on that. Uh, but now I want to talk specifically about voting machine reliability. Uh, we're questioning that, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the question. Are these machines classified and certified as industrial equipment? Because if so, there's laws that apply there that are being violated. Weston? There there are laws that apply there, and I'm working on a mass action lawsuit to get every one of those machines decertified and require each county to – properly certify every one of those machines. And this is no different than cars on the road or tires on your vehicle or, you know, most people don't know that law enforcement has to, is supposed to train annually with their tasers. Imagine if we had the certifying uh, entity that was certifying these, these law enforcement on their tasers that were using bad equipment. Imagine if we had an engineering firm that machine is certifying the density of steel and the density of uh, uh, concrete, you know, for bridges that are being made across the United States. Imagine if those machines were not proper calibrated and, uh, you know, we would jump to uh, getting those people held accountable and these machines fall in the same category as an industrial machine as irony would have it. 
All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. They claim these machines are all fine, but that's what the Tina Peters discussion is all about. She proved the machines were problematic. The Democrats, as well as the Republicans, have complained about machines being hacked into. There's been people who have testified before Congress, hacked into machines in front of Congress, proving that these machines are a problem. But the next concern that I have is the dual sovereignty reality that Sheriff Richard Mack's Supreme Court case highlighted about dual sovereignty. The general government or the FBI, the CAA, the Justice Department, whatever, had no authority in state and or local elections. But now we hear that federal agents plan to show up uh, on uh, election day. How do we stop these criminals from showing up and tampering with and manipulating the elections, um, Weston? This is a big issue, too, right? Oh, it's a huge issue. And this is where you know I learned information, honestly, from Sheriff Mack and his team about the constitutional authority um, that these sheriffs have. I mean, I, I understood it loosely, but I didn't understand it to the simplistic gravity of the situation. And when you realize that most states in the United States, their state constitution delegates the chain of, the chain of authority legally to the sheriffs for a local control scenario, and the sheriff, as a chief law enforcement official, um, can tell the federal government, get the hell out of here. You know, uh, no different than in Texas. You know, we created a railroad commission so that we could tell the federal government with the EPA, get the hell out of here. We don't need you. Uh, we created the land commission so that we could keep the Bureau of Land Management out of Texas. And, um, you know, so there's many situations where these individuals are going to try to come in and they're going to try to go to big major counties like Harris County in Texas, which is the Houston area. Maricopa County in Arizona. Um, we're already seeing different things be issued out uh, by the DOJ and by other groups that are letting us know that they are planning on putting inspectors in different places. And then all they're going to do is try to sequester ballots and uh, hijack voting locations just long enough for the rest of the votes to get counted. And then you know, they'll, they'll let it go at the point where it doesn't hurt them any longer or allows it to benefit their overall desired outcome. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's simple. It's, it's a little technical, but it is overall uh, just them being uh, acting like oligarchs and trying to go past their state authority. They literally are engaged in criminal activity, Sheriff Mack. Yes. And I, I think, uh, Weston did a great analysis of that whole thing. And yes, uh, voter fraud is now being looked at by sheriffs in Texas and in several other states. Uh, it's happening in uh, Yuma County, Arizona, where, where even months ago people were arrested. That we had yesterday or day before, I can't remember which day, but uh, it's been very recent. Well, I, actually, it was Sunday, I believe, that. Bernovich, the attorney general for Arizona, was on 60 Minutes and uh, assailed immensely uh, those from the Trump camp and others who have made claims of uh, election fraud. And he called uh, anybody doing that clowns. Well, the reason he did that is because he did not get Trump's endorsement and he lost in the primary uh, to Blake Masters uh, running for U.S. Senate. So when when people will start looking at the selfish the little babies and, and the whiners, that's really where it is. <laughs> All right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, Weston Martinez has a couple of important things happening in the great state of Texas. you got to get a hold of these details. When they claim we don't have evidence, 
Oh, let's go toe-to-toe and find out, shall we? You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. President Trump has asked the Supreme Court of the United States to block a congressional committee from obtaining his tax records from the Treasury Department. Chief Justice John Roberts on Tuesday put a temporary hold on the handover to thoroughly investigate the legality of obtaining such personal information and why the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee needs the information. Republican Representative Lee Zeldin takes the lead in the New York gubernatorial race in his attempt to oust Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul. According to a True Folger Group poll announced overnight, just under 1,200 voters were asked. 53% of those responding are registered Democrats. President Biden's first day in office, he single-handedly destroyed America's energy independence. That single policy is coming back to haunt the Democrat president, as the midterm elections are not polling well for Biden's party. The president continued to blame others for America's woes under his watch. Oil companies' record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war, the windfall from the brutal conflict that's ravaging Ukraine. Israelis began voting on Tuesday in the country's election amid a tight race between Prime Minister Yair Lapid and opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu. It's Israel's fifth election in less than four years. Elon Musk has ended Twitter's board of directors, making his control over the social media platform absolute. The multi-billionaire will be its chief executive after buying the company last week for $44 billion. There were no big treats from the Halloween night Powerball drawing, as none of the tickets sold matched all six numbers. This means the next drawing Wednesday night will be for a massive $1.2 billion jackpot, the fourth largest in history. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. Guaranteed. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan Silver Dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Weston Martinez, Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. Weston, my question to you is why on earth are Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips literally on trial? Seems like they're going to keep them forever. You know, it's exactly what we saw happen with the people that went, that are detained currently unlawfully for January 6th. And as you know, I've got several clients under my arbitration practice, and these guys have been held 
against, you know, without being charged, which is a violation, and they're not even getting, they're not getting charged, they're not getting sentenced, and quite honestly, they're being treated worse than the people that are in Guantanamo Bay related to the 9-11 uh, travesty, and they're trying their best to make people like your listeners and you, Sam, and you, Sheriff Mack, and people like me, they're trying to do their best to make us go back where we came from and to close our eyes and just let them continue to politically rape the system and us not do anything about it. And I would say to everybody listening, if somebody was getting raped in the car next to you, what would you do about it? That is exactly what you need to do about these elections and about our democracy and about our freedom and our constitution. You need to get off the couch, quit being a keyboard warrior, and get in the game. Let's be very clear. We have a republic, not a democracy, but I get the point. And I will say this, though. You know, that's why a lot of people, and I've got a listener that just emailed me as well, uh, who basically says, you know what, Sam, this is why I'm for the militias. They can't just hold people indefinitely. They can't just violate the law like this. There's due process. There's rule of law. Uh, there's all kind of things, the speedy trial, Fourth and Fifth Amendments. Uh, you know, your right to not incriminate yourself, your right to remain, um, you know, to not, to not uh, be forced to speak out or say things or do things. All these rights are being violated. And at some point, the militias are supposed to stop this. Um, anyway, it gets pretty dicey fast, Sheriff Mack. But I, I do get his point that, you know what, at what point can we take the next step to defend liberty and to protect we the people from out of control government or do we just let them have their way with us like in world war ii or whatever like uh, hitler and stuff at what point do we say no and what point does pushback become justified to what level sheriff mack you know what sam this this has been so amazing and i and i have to i have to blow uh weston's horn a little bit he's the one person nationally that uh, came up with the issue of the January 6th arrestees uh, that uh, the FBI violated the law of uh, extradition. In every single case, they would go out to California, they would go out to Idaho, they would go um, Michigan, all across the country, and then take these people out of their states uh, without obeying uh, any of the extradition laws. And the sheriff should have stopped it, by the way. Well, yeah, when you brought up uh, when Weston brought up, or you you brought if, up the, if they knew the about caller it. that said militias, it's not the militias that we need doing that. It's the sheriffs we need doing that. Yeah, I mean the militias can do it too, but militias have already been maligned. Sheriffs have a legitimate position that no one can deny. Well, uh, and as and, as, as, and, as Weston said, though, if the sheriffs knew about it, and the sheriffs probably didn't know about it, but the sheriffs should say, "Hold on, you have no authority to." arrest my citizen and extradite them to Washington, D.C., and hold them indefinitely in a prison without due process of law. You know what? Bring my citizen back. Let's discuss if due process was followed. Let's discuss if a speedy trial is being yeah, carried they can out. Do that after let's the discuss fact. the let's discuss the evidence that you have to make sure that there's enough probable cause to justify your action. And the sheriff should be doing this, Weston. Absolutely. And that's where you know what, come election time, we're going to go hunting for different elected officials. And I'm not looking for a sheriff that's a lamb. I'm looking for a sheriff that's a lion, that has a good heart, that has great courage, and that's going to stand up for the truth regardless of who is on the other side of the equation. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's what CSPOA training does for sheriffs across the United States. And that's why I've asked people to join it and support it and be a part of it. And militias should be in defense of their county sheriffs. 
The difference is militias can go across state lines. The problem with the militias right now, ladies and gentlemen, is we don't have any government officials that understand them and who will use them properly. You can't just have militias operate completely outside of government uh, either, or you get other issues that we don't even want to discuss necessarily. Uh, But I agree these sheriffs need to stand boldly. Sheriffs need to deputize people to... uh, Look into elections real time and keep an eye on the uh, elections there. We really need to focus on what sheriffs can do here. Sheriffs have a big role. Uh, When the feds show up, the sheriffs need to show up, too, to these elections and say, look, you feds are operating outside the law. Sheriffs can escort these criminals from the general government out out of elections. Uh, They have no authority to usurp or obstruct poll watchers. So sheriffs need to stand up against the feds here, Sheriff Mack. Yes, they do, and and in more ways than one. Uh, I would love to see a sheriff uh, attempt to get uh, Catherine and Greg out of jail uh, with a perhaps a order from his uh, county attorney and the sheriff together to issue a writ of habeas corpus uh, on that court that uh, has imprisoned them and say, if they are withholding information, that remains to be seen when the case unfolds. But it's certainly not at this point uh, when there's, at the beginning stages, uh, they can finagle that. And that's the proper uh, order of that. But I would love to see sheriffs get more involved in this. Every sheriff should be involved in the election fraud issue, making sure that it's not happening. Uh, And right now, sheriffs have a uh, gargantuan responsibility now to verify how the votes are being tabulated in their counties with these ridiculous machines, but also uh, how are they going to determine the proper chain of command, if you will, the evidence of securing the votes that have been released in every county in Maricopa County. It's 1.8 million ballots have been issued to the public. And now they supposedly say that they will have a team to verify signatures on the ballots that they match up. That is absurd that a, a, an election system would be tr- attempting to do such a thing. Uh, and, and so the sheriffs have been reluctant to get involved, and that's just really a sad tell on this whole election fraud story. Amen to that. VoterFBI.org is Weston Martinez's website to get you involved in meaningful ways uh, to cover the country with truth, with accountability. You can report election fraud and a whole lot more at that website. VoterFBI.org is the website. Uh, Weston, let's talk about what you're doing. you got some incredible things coming up uh, right now before the elections, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if people want to get, you know, if they want to get their VFBI, uh, the FBI shirt and wear it at a polling location. Um, it is not a uh, campaign gear. So you can wear it inside of a polling location with a shirt that says VFBI, voter FBI, report voter fraud now, um, and scare any of these low-level crooks from what they're doing. Um, before I tell you about what I've got going on in a major way, uh, you know, you mentioned about, uh, one of y'all mentioned about election deniers and stuff like that and people questioning the election. You know who else questioned an election? Hillary Clinton. Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Hillary. Quote. Hillary yep. Clinton. Hillary Clinton quote, and Stacey Trump Abrams, two of the biggest president. Democrats. 
So I mean, maybe those guys should be uh, should be arrested by this uh, guy in L.A. as well for the good of the public, because that's probably what's going to come out. That judge in in Los Angeles is probably going to come out and say, "Well, I was trying to stop uh, Quella Siege from uprising in my in my county, so that's why that's part of the reason why we did it." But um, but back to Texas and back to the, the major events. Uh, we, you know, we work hand in hand with CSPOA anytime we can. And uh, one major thing that I have is a um, is an election official in Texas that is actually uh, calling for. Uh, has said they're going to be doing something on election day that absolutely will 100% um, influence people and will 100% um, influence voters, and it will suppress the vote in a way that is catastrophic to uh, one of the top 10 counties in Texas. So I, I eliminated it from 254. I'll tell you, it's one of the top 10, one of the top 10 counties. And um, tomorrow in front of the Secretary of State's office in Austin, Texas, we're going to have a press conference releasing that information and requesting the Secretary of State take action, take action boldly and swiftly, and uh, make sure that no one can, can do anything to try to suppress the vote of the people here in the United States of America, I've already got uh, I've already got evidence. I've already got hard evidence. I've already got uh, statements, and uh, we've got sworn affidavits that are in process. And tomorrow at the Secretary of State's office, just on the on the south lawn of the Capitol, um, there on the steps, we will hold a press conference at one o'clock. Uh, it, it's it's going to be you won't even believe what we disclose. Hey, Karen. Uh, get we're rid going of the break. I'll tell you about the nope, next Nope, skip thing. the break. Okay. All right, we're skipping the break, Weston. Okay. So let's just let's just the, continue the second, right there, though. The let's talk thing, about some of the explosive information. Go ahead. The second thing is I have evidence from a from a sheriff um, that we have individuals that are being paid to go vote. They're being paid, and you're going to Sheriff Mack. Are you sitting down? I don't want you to fall down when I tell you this. I, I'm sitting I've down and I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. I, I've got I've got I've got direct firsthand information where people are being paid in cash and cocaine to go vote. Cash and cocaine to go vote. Ah, coke. Yeah. Coke Not Coca-Cola, cocaine. Yeah, yeah. white coke, <laughs> not brown coke. I don't know if that's racist, but. <laughs> And on top of that, I've got videos of, of uh, people uh, illegally executing the curbside voting process, and they have able-bodied individuals that are being driven up to the voting location, and they are not getting out of the car. And the uh, election workers, when they come out, they're not making anybody get out of the car. Just so you all know the rules on that, real simple. If you drive somebody to the polls to vote, either A, you have to sign an affidavit swearing and affirming that you did not coerce them to vote or how to vote, and or you have to get out of the car and let them vote essentially in the privacy of the car. 200 people have gone in to vote, and nobody has gotten out of the car. And when I'm when I'm looking at, a uh, at a location where 
the number of people voting curbside is parallel to one of the number one counties in the state of Texas, we got a big problem here. And those are some of the things that we're going to be outlining, but it all comes back to 100% voter suppression, 100% voter fraud, and, you know, as much electronic uh, problems as we have, we still have the old-fashioned fraud taking place on a daily basis, and we're going to bring these people to justice. You know, God bless me to be part of the, uh, of the arrest with Project Veritas, that, uh, that arrest with the Attorney General's uh, swift work equated to the fastest arrest in the history of Texas for voter fraud. And I'm hoping that we're going to break that record and get these people arrested faster. Are you in touch with uh, the AG Paxton's office uh, regarding the situation with the the paid pay for votes? Yes. Well, that should get a Paxton is Paxton really willing to stand up? You know, uh, Paxton's office and their team have done a really good job to put out. Uh, a a, organ, a organized way for people to report voter fraud, to collect that data, and to execute on it. And uh, as long as I've been fighting voter fraud, uh, I can tell you that it's the most robust uh, effort that I've seen to uh, receive tips uh, about voter fraud. Because, look, I mean, look, we're dealing with the general public. They don't vote every single day of their life. So it, it's not uncommon for somebody to report something. Um, and then it not be illegal, but it is very common for if someone feels like something just wasn't right, they just kind of have an icky feeling about what went down. As Sheriff Mack will tell you, uh, they probably witnessed something that was wrong, unethical, and possibly potentially uh, illegal as well. So uh, we are shining the spotlight on this, and all agencies uh, are very cooperative. And once we have the press release, the press conference happened tomorrow, um, there will be uh, follow-up information that comes out of that, but look. For, how about the sheriff? How about the uh, governor? Is he willing to stand up enough on this? Because he sure isn't standing up on the border well enough, in my mind. Well, uh, because his name's on the ballot, and because his appointee, as Secretary of State, uh, is doing a good job in this situation, uh, I guarantee you that once we communicate with the Secretary of State, they're going to pick up the call and call the governor. And uh, you'll probably see uh, a press conference, a joint press conference with those two individuals. I would, I would guess. Sheriff Mack. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, primarily because Abbott is on the ballot, and this is going to affect his election. So I think he'll take it very personally, and I think he will get going. Uh, Paxton and Abbott and Secretary of State all uh, going after this. Uh, I think it'll be huge. Remember, and, and, and go ahead, Weston. And, and Sam, I'm sorry. And, and Sam, I'm sorry. Plug the CSPOA. You know, we're, we're not saying what county or where, but they got a tip uh, from one of one of the people that they have been uh, they've known over the years, and um, and reached out to me to run it to ground since I'm the voter one of the voter fraud experts. And um, I'm telling you, the you know where there's smoke. There's usually fire, and in this case, we got a bonfire. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we see the logs on fire with the evidence that we've gathered. And what's fascinating to me is they keep claiming that we have no evidence. But why is Mr. Eugene Yu, uh, why did he go to jail? Why did he get extradited from Michigan 
to California if we don't know what we're talking about. The Heritage Foundation, heritage.org, documents election fraud cases. We've got a database full of them. Uh, We have more and more evidence coming out, even in court. It's proven that the FBI squashed information relating to Joe and, and Hunter Biden and promoted false information knowingly against Donald Trump. That's election fraud by the Justice Department and the FBI. Plain and simple, simple, documented in court, Weston. 100%, and that's why, you know, I, I feel sorry right now for Greg, for Catherine and Greg. Um, but I can tell you several um, federal judges and several uh, elected officials on the state and national level that should be taking their place being incarcerated. Let me tell you one of my fears, though. You know, I appreciate Mike Lindell and all the work that he's done. I appreciate Donald Trump speaking out about the issue. But, folks, we need funding, and neither of these people have funded us at all. Uh, What better organization than the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association? Become a member today, as Weston wisely points out, CSPOA.org. But, Sheriff Mack, let's start with you and then go to Weston. What on earth? Why aren't these people, Donald Trump, you know, uh, Mike Lindell, others who have money, why aren't they funding us so we can really take this to the next level? We just don't have the means and the resources to do what we know we can accomplish with this. We had an incredible press conference. We're partners with True the Vote. We've got radio and TV, Brighty on TV and, and Liberty Roundtable and all these networks supporting us. And we've got the goods. We've got the we just need the funding to, to go faster, to push harder. We've got the upper hand on this and the election fraud folks know it. That's why they claim we're deniers, but they're the ones denying the truth. And we're going to hold them accountable. But, man, I'm surprised that we don't have a thousand times the support uh, than what we're receiving, Sheriff Mack. Well, as Weston alluded to, this whole thing came through uh, our contacts with sheriffs. uh, And the the report came to me directly from a sheriff. Uh, We went directly to Weston because we know how involved he is and his contacts with this. And I am, too. Uh, a little bit um, disappointed uh, that a, a, a lot of these people with money uh, are not seeing the forest because of all the trees. Uh, and a little bit surprised about Mike Lindell, and I know Mike, I, and he's a friend of ours, and he came to our July 12th uh, CSPOA press conference. But I don't think he's catching the vision uh, yet and how badly he needs the sheriffs, even though. He had 10 sheriffs at his uh, uh, truth uh, seminar. Uh, And let's be very clear, Sheriff Mack. I don't mean to criticize these people as much as I mean a plea to go out nationally, Weston. This is not an attack on them. This is a plea for their support. Yes. Yes. And they get too busy sometimes in their own things, and they don't see something that's right there in front of them. This is the solution. This is the working solution for America uh, and, and again, CSPOA is not the end. We're just a, an avenue to the end. But right now, I see it as the most vital, important avenue to get these things taken care of. There's not one thing that we've talked about today that sh- the sheriffs of this country, if they were united in this, could not uh, resolve and remedy every bit of this. Election fraud, c- public corruption. Eric, you name it, every sheriff in this country could stop it. And, and it and has an incredible role to play. 
Exactly. Exactly. And so, Weston, Weston, I thank you for your involvement in this big time. Thank you. But but what do you say, though? I'm surprised these people aren't helping us. I don't mean to attack them, but I do mean to plead for their help. We need them at this juncture. We have the upper hand in this battle. I know the mainstream press doesn't want the American people to believe it. But look, we've got arrests happening, and they claim it's not it doesn't even exist. Uh, It won't be long until that spills out into the mainstream if we can get the mojo behind us. Weston. Well, well, there's a couple of things, and, and, you know, the relationship that Sheriff Mack's Sheriff Mac's team and myself and Sheriff Mack and I, you know, it, it's one of those things I tell people. Battlefield promotions are the ones that last forever, and battlefield friendships are the ones that last forever. And, um, and I can tell you that the left is very, very scared of just one Sheriff Mack. They're very, very scared of just one Sam. They're very, very scared of even one Weston Martinez. Can you imagine if there's 400 of us or 5,000 of us? Folks, you need to realize that the left wants you to believe that one person can no longer make a difference. And to the people about the funding, Sam, I would tell you that this is, you know, I tell people that politics is the missionary field that impacts all the other missionary fields. And you're either a goer or a sender. And those people that are the the Trumps of the world and the Liddells of the world and the money that they have, you know what? I don't care what their bank account is or what their zip code is. It all belongs to God. And we need to just pray that God moves on their hearts to see the vision that people like us that we see so that they know how to invest their money properly. Because, look, Trump's going to keep playing golf four times a week. You know, Lindell's going to keep flying around in his jet to different things and paying people to give him data, all right? And, uh, you know, Dinesh D'Souza, right, those guys made like $15 million off of the 2,000 mules, you know? So so the, the money, you know, where'd that money come from? The money came from the people. Um, so we do need those larger donors to jump in and do what's right. And then we need the little the little donors that think that their $10 is insignificant you know, they need to realize that $10 a month to CSPOA or to, you know, voter F, vote VFBI, you know, that money adds up because it winds up being stable money that we can count on. And, I, I you know, I'm not going to speak for Sheriff Mack, but I can tell you I would rather have a bunch of smaller donors that I can count on than uh, building my budget around one or two big donors. Um, and you know, let's save the big donors for major events. There's going to be some major events that are going to happen between now and 2024. And I'll tell you what, Sam, if you thought the Trump rallies were big, you wait till CSPOA and VFBI and Liberty Roundtable start having rallies across the country. You won't even be able to have it inside of a venue. You'll have to have it outside. There you have it, Sheriff Mack. Take us home, buddy. The last word's yours, sir. Wow. Well, Weston really uh, called it. And uh, thank you so much for what you're doing, Weston. Uh, it's an honor to be on your team and working with you. Again, uh, the three of us are showing the example to America that we need to come together and do this. And and as Sam told all of you folks, this cannot happen without funding. Uh, and so, uh, Weston, thank you for the work you're doing. I know you've put a lot of time and your own money into this, just as Sam and I have as well. It would be really great to to have the two big donors uh, or two or three big donors and and have it come in. 
Um, but we've had them drop out. We've had some support like that in the past, and, and for some reason they they drop out. Uh, but yes, the American people are who we depend on for that. Uh, our posse memberships, we depend on that. Uh, and Weston, uh, the work that we're about is is one thing, and that is to save our country and to restore the Constitution as the supreme law of this great land. That is what we're focused on. That is what we do. That is what you two brothers in this work have dedicated your lives to uh, for your families. And both of you take seriously the uh, pledge that the founders made to themselves. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and sacred honor. The three of us have done that. I know the two of you have. Sometimes I falter and become weak in that, but I love it. Uh, and when I uh, associate with the two of you, uh, my strength in this has re is renewed. And we have something now here, concrete, uh, to do. One, uh, to help this sheriff and others in, in Texas and Arizona and, and who are reporting these sort of things, and uh, to help Catherine and Greg. Uh, and so, uh, God bless you both for your efforts, and, and, and Weston, thank you so very much for what you're doing. Amen. Thank you, Weston. God bless you, Sheriff Richard Mack and Weston Martinez. Go to VoterFBI.org. Go to CSPOA.org. We are focused on solutions, and we need you in every way, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let them believe uh, that we've, they've got the upper hand and that there's no way for us to win. We've got the upper hand, and they know it. That's why they're scrambling and panicking, and that's why they won't let Greg and Catherine go. We know the truth, ladies and gentlemen, and the, shoot, the truth shall set us free. For Weston Martinez, VoterFBI.org, and Sheriff Richard, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, and yours truly, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.